Hello and welcome to the Premier League Fan Podcast. We are back. Uh, me and the boys are back to talk utter nonsense once again. Uh, before we get into it, though, I do just need to do the usual. Uh, as always, this podcast is recorded live and unscripted and may contain some strong language and some topics that some people might find offensive. Also, join in the uh, conversation by joining us on social media at PL Fan Podcast. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and you can also hear clips of previous podcasts on our youtube channel as well also this is brand new uh you the one listener we want to talk to you uh if there's anything you want us to cover if there's anything you would disagree with we now have an email address so feel free to give us an email uh plfanpod all one word plfanpod at gmail.com get involved anything you want us to talk about anything you disagree about get in contact and we will talk about it in the podcast anyway enough of my uh, rubbish i'm gonna get the boys in and welcome to the premier league fan podcast Okay, hello, welcome, welcome to the Premier League Fan Podcast. Um, you are joined by uh, Chris. I'm joined by, uh, as always, Tom Peach. How are you, Tom? All right. Hello, very good, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, back this episode, tr- uh, missed the last one. We've got Troy. Troy, how are you? All right. Hello. Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Glad good. to be back. Good, good, good. And speaking of glorious returns, we have we have uh, one of our uh, members who turns up as little as Bruno, Bruno Fernandez <laughs> does in big games. Uh, <laughs> we got Luke. How are you, Luke? I am good, thank you. Finally back. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been a while. It's been a while. How have you been? I've been good, thanks. I'm in a very good mood after our Villa performance recently. Yeah, got a lot to say about the Man City game, but <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get onto that. We'll get onto that. So, um, so yeah, uh, another another week in in lockdown with football just keeping us uh, uh, entertained. There's a lot of football on. There's a lot uh, at the minute, so we've got a lot to cover. Um, so we'll crack straight on. Uh, we will start with what happened at the weekend. Um, now. Uh, as always, a big top of the table clash. There was promos, there was video packages, there was hype. And what happened? The same as always with <laughs> United Liverpool games recently. It was a drab, dull affair, wasn't it? It was a drab, dull affair. Um, yeah, to be to be fair. First half was very lively, wasn't it? I think Liverpool really tried to step up, tried tried to to put the pressure on, and then the second half was was just a bit of a snooze fest. Um, what did, uh, from a, from a Manchester United point of view, boys? Obviously, there's two of you here today. Um, what do you reckon the mindset was going into that game, Tom? Uh... Yeah, I think it was basically just don't lose, essentially, uh, for what it turned out to be, um, given the fact we were top of the league and 
as long as we didn't lose, we would stay there, basically. Yeah. Troy, it, it, was, was it more of a case of you, you don't want to lose it rather than go on and win it? Was, was it more that you'd rather draw than lose? What, what did you make of it? I think so. I think it was a classic um, United setup in the way that obviously we're set up to counter-attack. And um, especially in the second half, we did have a few chances from counter-attacks. Um, but I think it was a combination of, of us sitting back, waiting for the counter-attacks, and, uh, and Liverpool obviously just throwing everything to try and score. I think it just sort of, sort of balanced it all into what actually happened, um, which was not yeah. a lot at all, really. Yeah, and um, and and to to be honest with you, do do you guys agree that you know obviously prep gets done days before the game. When the team sheets come out and you saw that there wasn't a recognised centre back in the team, you had Jordan Henderson and Fabinho in centre backs. How how did you feel when you saw the team sheets come out? Either, either of you? Well, I think obviously, obviously the. The, the back line was there to exploit, wasn't it? I think it's it's probably the weakest it's it's been in a, in a while. Um, so I was a bit disappointed that we didn't try and exploit that a bit more. Obviously Henderson didn't didn't play badly at that in that role in that centre back role, but obviously he's not a recognised centre back. So I think we should have done yeah. a lot more to exploit it. But um, as, as Tom said, a draws a draws better than. And I, I, I feel looking at, you know, looking at it from a Liverpool perspective, it, it, it was if, if Manchester United had turned up um, and and really had decided to go for it, I think Liverpool could have really gone in trouble. I think, yeah, don't get me wrong. I think Henderson and Fabinho did a fantastic job in those centre back roles. And obviously it's, it's, it's a situation where needs must at the moment. Um but you could see them drifting forward, and um, I think I think uh, uh, I had a conversation with um, it privately in one of our WhatsApp chats, and you could see how high Jordan Henderson was wandering up, and all it was all it would have taken is one break, and it would have broken down. Um, but almost yeah, I mean, like the Villa game. Almost like the Villa game. <laughs> <laughs> almost like the Villa game. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a little bit, a little bit of a, a dull affair. Um, obviously, at the weekend, we put on our social media platforms. Oh, guys, one thing I need to bring up with you lot, and Luke, you probably won't, don't even know this because you check your correspondence so little. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we actually have a email address now. So if the I one, do, know this. I do you? Yeah. Yes. So plfanpod at gmail um if if the one listener wherever you are listening in the world if you want to talk to us then feel free to send an email we'll read them out on the podcast we probably won't get any but it's just another means of communication eh? if if we have any liverpool fans please come forward <laughs> why Let's do you want to controversial opinions 
We, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure there are some out there. Well, there are, there are. Well, Reese, Reese supports Liverpool, doesn't he? He's been on. The yeah, pod. Reese has been on the podcast before. Obviously, I do, I do, I do sort of follow Liverpool, but obviously Bournemouth are my first team. But anyway, let's 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 move on a little bit. So, so yeah, we put on our social media channels at the weekend. We put a combined Liverpool and. Um, Manchester United 11. Um, I had a few text messages privately about the, the team that we put out. Um, Joe obviously can't be with us today. Um, uh, he, he, he sort of, like him. he was, <laughs> he was, uh, he was very much in, 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 in the decision making of this. Luke wasn't so much. He was probably living under, under a rock that day. <laughs> um, so let's just quickly talk through some of the controversial decisions that we made and we'll start obviously from the Manchester United perspective is um, we uh, we decided to go in a, as a centre-back with Eric Bailly. What, how, how have you found his his performances so far, boys? He's been great, I think. I just think he's a much better centre-back than what Harry Maguire is. <laughs> I'd agree. I would definitely agree. Yeah, I disagree. <laughs> of course there's bloody one. What? <laughs> So there was there was a few there was a few things when because obviously I'm sure you guys can imagine when it comes to talking about Liverpool and Manchester United two of the biggest teams there's always going to be controversial opinions but one of the one of the big ones was that I did not want to have Harry Maguire in the team Troy did not want to have Jordan Henderson in the team um, luckily I made that post for social media so I think <laughs> I had the last say of what happened. Troy, why do you feel that Harry Maguire should be in there? Because he's played every, he's played every game. He's played the most Apparently. minutes in the top five, um, you know, top five leagues in Europe. He's obviously the videos that come on social media obviously go viral. Like the, the few mistakes he does make, he's only made one mistake that's led to a goal. Um. Troy, I saw a barge time He's been he's been very solid, really. I mean, it's it's only those videos that stand out that people think, oh, he's a crap centre back. But overall, I think he's he does a solid job there. Yes, he's not the best, and yes, he's not worth the price tag that we paid for him. But I'd I'd have him in there over over Eric Valley any, any day. Yeah, so, so the majority rules. Luke, as a neutral, um, looking yeah. at Harry Maguire, um, what are your impressions? Obviously, I think I think there is a situation where there is a massive price tag on his back, um, but that's not necessarily his fault, is it? I mean, Luke, no, that's not his fault. He's very unreliable, I'd say. The amount of times I I, I don't watch Manu all the time, um, but. Every time he gets the ball, like you're just worried he's going to make. You can't mistake. comment then. If you don't watch no, Man United play, uh, you I can't comment on how Harry Maguire plays. All, all right, well, Troy, all the time. In the games I've watched him, he picks a ball up and he just, he just looks unreliable. He picks a ball up, he will turn left and right. You saw the the video of him. That was once, and I'll let yeah, I'll let you off. But he's very unreliable. I wouldn't Do you have think? Him. As, as a, as a centre-back now, look, you look at Eric, Eric Bailly, he'll pick the ball up, it's going one way one way or the other, like to the side of him, to his left or right back, and that's it. That's what a centre-back should do. Shouldn't be like messing around with the ball in the back. It's Yeah, leads to too many goals. Terrible. Look, I, I don't love Harry Maguire. Are you sure? I, I, will, I will back him that he's, he's not as bad 
as you're making and, he, and he definitely should have gone in that team. Do, do, do you know what, what I think it could be? I mean, going go to the Jordan Henderson situation, I know you desperately did not want Jordan Henderson in the team. <laughs> I did want him in the team. Pogba and I think, and I think, Pogba, wasn't it? We did pick Pogba yeah, in the end, didn't we? Sorry, no, sorry. It's McTominay I wanted, wasn't it? I wanted McTominay. Oh, you, wanted, you wanted McTominay. Right. Now, I think that's... that. The reason, the reason why you get very passionate, you're getting very passionate about Harry Maguire, is very similar to why I'm getting very passionate about Jordan Henderson. I watch the Liverpool games and I see the dirty work that he puts in, and that's that's Jordan Henderson for you. I think there is a little bit of a situation where, I mean, obviously Luke said it there, isn't he? Luke doesn't watch Manchester United games. He's not a Manchester United fan, but all he sees is the stuff that happens on social media. Would you would you agree to disagree, Troy? That 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 maybe that's a bit of the situation that surrounds him. What about Harry Maguire? Yeah. Do you that's think? Do you think? <laughs> I think I don't think it's as bad as as everyone makes out to be. And as I said, the, the yeah. few videos that go on social media that go viral, uh, 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 sometimes or well, for a lot of fans, are the only clips of Harry Maguire people see. And, and yeah, exactly. True, good point. Talk, talking, I mean, obviously, we, like when, whenever we do these top 11 social media posts, we say it all the time. There's that, you know, we could we could debate it all day. I want to talk about the Jordan Henderson thing because you were really against having him in the team. What is what is it that you feel? He's a Man that, fan. No, but he's a Premier, he's a Premier League champion, captain. Um what 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 makes you feel like he wasn't deserving to be in that team, and you would have put McTominay in it? Right, McTominay was a was a, a half half a joke, but <laughs> there are better there are better midfielders that can go in that team than Henderson. Fabinho could go in that team. I would Henderson's even say quality. I would even say Wijnaldum could go in that team over Henderson. I just I just. I, and I, I honestly feel like you're like this is one opinion, Troy, that I think you, you, that you are out there on your own. I, mean, I don't know how many other people. I mean, Tom, as a as a, as a fellow Manchester United fan, <laughs> how do you I mean? How do you feel? I mean, did, did you think that Jordan Henderson should have been in that team? Uh, yeah, well, you know, I agreed with that assessment and putting oh. him in the team, to be fair. <laughs> of all the midfield defensive midfielders. Of United and Liverpool, it was Jordan Henderson and Pogba were the two out there, and I wouldn't really rate any of the others in there anywhere near their league. Like Pogba, for the technicality and like technical skill he has, is world class. And then Jordan Jordan Henderson, like Chris says, does all the hard work and keeps the team ticking over basically. Do you know who I rate from Manchester United? I quite like Fred. Since he's been in the team, he's very energetic. He's constantly running up and down that pitch. He, look, he looks dangerous. I will put him in there. Oh, no, 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 no. We'll put him in with Henderson. Luke, Luke, obviously you didn't have a great deal of say into who we put in the combined 11, but would would you have fought Jordan Henderson's corner or do you think Definitely. that he has no place in there? On and off the pitch, Henderson is a quality captain and he's a very good footballer. Definitely complete, I completely agree. And I, and you know, he's 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 
this is his charity work as well. I mean, I know Marcus Rashford does a great deal, but yeah, I think Jordan Henderson's up there as well. I mean, those were the, oh, yeah, those were the... yeah, let's put Henderson in there because of his charity work. No, we're not talking <laughs> Troy. Troy. <laughs> Troy, just to interrupt, but Troy, even, you uh, need to take some time. So Alex take... Ferguson said that he was regretted not buying Jordan Henderson. Exactly. And I tell you what, Troy, you need to take a little look. I mean, it's on. To, I mean, it's on tonight. You got the. You got uh, Liverpool versus Burnley. Uh, take, do do yourself a favour and sit there and look at the hard work that Jordan Henderson puts in. He does all the stuff that people don't want to do. He'll go right back. He'll go centre back. He'll he, he, in between the defenders. He'll drop the Spraying the ball forward, he push it forward, and he's a leader. And, and I tell you what, he's a he's a yeah, he's he's a great football player. Um, I know he's a, I know he's a great captain. I know he's a great captain. I just don't think he deserves to be in that team over some other midfielders. But we'll have to just have to agree to disagree, won't we? We will have to agree to disagree. Um, obviously, there's a lot to get through uh, because there's been a lot of football. Is there any other names in that team? And that eleven that you want to discuss at this point, you know, we went we went with a fun front three of Mane, Salah, um, and um, uh, Rashford. Uh, those were the front three. We had Bruno Fernandez in there as well. All pretty standard choices, would you say? Is there any any changes you'd make? Wouldn't make any changes. Um, kind of going off topic a bit, but do you, do any of you like really like do you not rate Firmino at all? I don't think he's been very good. I don't really rate him that much. For a striker, he's not good enough. Yeah, it's 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 a real it's a real debate with with Firmino because I think he's got he's got two two natural goal scorers around him and he does sort of play that role that Harry Kane's playing quite a bit this season where he sort of sits back and plays yeah. his wingers in. But yeah, Harry I mean, Kane still scores. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's it. That's exactly it, isn't it? You know, Harry yeah. Kane does those that job and and still scores goals. Um, I think he's a very. I think he's very lucky that Jota's injured because Jota would get into that team. You Definitely. Know. And yeah, I mean, and that that is that is going to be a real interesting situation um, once that comes back. Um, okay, so what uh, what we're going. This episode of the Premier League Fan Podcast is sponsored by our podcast provider, Anchor. Now, Anchor is a free app that you can download on your iPhone or iPad or any of your mobile phones. It is free to use and it has everything you need to create your own podcast. Now, trust me, if the four of us idiots can use it, anyone can use it. It's so easy. Go to Anchor FM to start your podcast today. Now, sit back and enjoy the Premier League Fan Podcast. Since we have done the last podcast, so since um, since since we podcasted two weeks ago, we've had a great uh, we've had we've had a, a, a few t- turns at the top of the table. So we've had um, Liverpool, Manchester United, Leicester, and Man City at the top of the table. It's probably one of the tightest title races that there's been in the last few years. Yeah. Um, Man City should have three less points. No, it's tighter than the Nats' asshole this, this season. <laughs> it is. It's, it is very very tight. One of the first times in years that there's been more than one or two teams at the top at this time of the season. And, Can we quickly it, bring up Man City, though? Just quickly. Yeah, uh, it, Luke is, Luke is on, dying to yeah, bring this up. Because Dean Smith 
has said, said this afterwards, and just to say his quote was hilarious to the uh, referee. Did you hear what he said? Uh, I I read yeah. Did you get clown balls for Christmas or something yeah, on it? Or yeah, it, yeah, quite funny that is. But he got red card for that, so. Well, an <laughs> but um, uh, in terms of the offside rule, though, which is true, at first in, in real life, uh, like play, uh, to be honest, I didn't think it was offside at first. I was like, mm, is it offside? But when you look at it, Rogers run from an offside position and tackled the defender straight away the minute he touched the ball. So. If you can do that and that's okay, can can players start standing behind in an offside position, just waiting for the defender to grab the ball? It doesn't let, let, really weigh up, does it? Let's let's give the one listener a little bit of context, dear. So last, <laughs> so if 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 you're listening to this in the future or or you know, so last night it was Manchester, uh, sorry, Man City against Aston Villa. Um, there was a situation where um, who was offside? Gundogan, Rodri. Rodri was offside in an offside position. Um, the ball, uh, he was coming back from an offside position where Tyrone Mings chested the ball. Like a twat. <laughs> and um, the ball was taken from him and w- they went on to score. Um, I think I think w- when I, my first initial reaction was that it was an offside because of Tyrone yeah. Mings's touch. Um, I think, Joe, I know Joe last night said that he didn't think it was offside as well. But when you started listening to the rule, I mean, it's, it, the rules clearly have changed because players don't know the rules. Us as it football the fans, fact. we don't know the rules. That's how the rules been for absolutely years, by the it's way. Just, it's but just mad. It though. hasn't changed at all. It's just mad that the fourth official, whoever it is, guy with VAR, came on, a straight to the goal, and the commentators went, we thought that was offside. What did you think? He went, well... So the rules, that really should have gone to VAR because he was standing in an offside position and the minute the ball was touched, he tackled him. He has interfered with the play from the next ball that's been touched. Yeah, so... He can't be offside because Tyrone Mings has played the ball. So if the ball is played by a defender, then it's not offside. It's the same same reason why forwards can stand behind the goalkeeper when he's about to drop kick it and then nick it off him and score, and that still would count. That is a good point. I think the conversation's uh, more, I think the conversation's less about whether it was offside, because by, by the law as it is now, it's, it's not offside. I think the conversation should be, well, maybe the law needs to change. Because yeah, clearly, probably. because I, I agree, I, I, I don't think that should stand, but with the law the way it is, it has to stand. Yeah, and 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 it's it's a situation. I mean, Tom Tom said that the rule hasn't changed, and it hasn't changed in a long time. Obviously, I I didn't. I look me looking at that, you know, last night. I thought, well, it can't be offside because Tyrone Mings touched it. That was that's where my head was. Um, but then there it, it it's there's there's there are certain rules like so. For example, there was a. There, there was an offside rule that was given in the championship when I was watching the Bournemouth game last week where Dom Solanke uh, was in an offside position and he didn't even touch it, but the flag went up. So surely that's another, it's a real grey area, you know. Have you heard of the other rule as well? Um, You can't be offside from a goal kick. It's how Leicester scores. I've never heard that before. I think you could could be offside from a goal kick, especially if you're in their half. But you can't be, and it's how Leicester went on to score. I also, I also didn't know, and we this came up when we were playing FIFA the other night. Um, what was that? You could, you can't be offside from a throw-in. Did anybody else know that? Yeah, I knew that yeah, one. I knew yeah, that. I knew that. <laughs> yes. I didn't know that. 
So that's random. <laughs> the Never. Donkey Kong, though, is unreal, like I thought, obviously. If you're especially, in your own half, fair enough, but you're in their half, beyond the, beyond the defence. Yeah, especially if you've got Edison in goal, who's got the world yeah. record for the longest <laughs> kick. Like, I just Sterling just goes on his bike. Yeah. Never slapping him. But, you know, the bottom line is, you know, us as football fans are here debating it. There's enough controversy that goes on in this game with VAR and, and, and whatnot. Um, and to be debating an offside call, it should be a situation where it shouldn't. I mean, this is why VAR was brought in. It should be a situation where it's like, no, that's not offside. Um, it's all pissing useless. But but hey ho, it, it is what it is. But uh, but the game ended two 0 didn't it? So um, yeah, the penalty was a bit harsh as well, weren't it? Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, I mean, from from a neutral's perspective, Luke. I mean, you haven't been on the podcast for a good few weeks, but um, Villa are playing some incredible football. Wouldn't 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 you agree? Yeah, it's, it's, it's so good to watch. It, it like it's mad because Matty Target every Matty Cash every time he can run up the wing he's straight up there and it's nice because target pushes in to get like a back three because he's, he's not very attacking himself oh yeah play nice attacking football it's, it's great to watch it's really good and it also brings me on to a, to a to a little situation where um start of the season we did our league predictions troy you had aston villa in the um relegation yes, place up uh, no, in did I? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> and you made a bet with me that we would up finish <laughs> no higher than 15th, wasn't up and, it? Up until a few podcasts ago, Troy, you you said that you would you were sticking by your guns and that you, you know you still you still were in a situation where you thought yeah yeah you had them as 18th. Um, Joe Joe had them as 20th, which is um which which is which is shocking. Um, shocking to your arsenal as well, isn't it? Troy, are you still standing with your thoughts that Aston Villa are going to go down? Are you going to admit live to the nation and around the world that you could be wrong? Breaking news. We'll see at the end of the season. (laughs) (laughs) You're breaking news as usual. I I will concede that they are playing good football. Um, there's, there's There's certainly... Three, at least three teams worse than Aston Villa this season. That's just like a, a, a backhanded dig, isn't it? <laughs> well, there, there are certain teams which have really had a real flip. I mean, we talked about it on the last podcast, but, you know, we're in a situation now where Sheffield United and Luke and Troy, you wouldn't have, I mean, unless you listen to the podcast, I doubt it. Nobody does. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, there was there's a situation. You know, we we were talking about it on the last podcast, me, Tom, um, and Joe, that we had Chris Wilder as one of our managers of the year last season, um, and they are currently in a situation where they are bottom of the Premier League, and it's looking pretty appalling. Um, you know, they've got the record for the least amount of wins. It's it's looking lightly as well. You know, is 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 that shocked you? Troy, Troy, what do you make of that situation? Well, going back to the prediction at the start of the season, I, d- I did have them <laughs> for a lot, a lot worse season than 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 the previous, but I, I don't, I don't, I didn't expect them to be doing this badly. Mm. Um, it was, I think it was because they're the not going to get out of it. Yeah, they're not. The first season, it was more of a the pain of back three, three solid centre backs. Um, 
very much counter-attack and teams couldn't stop it. It was new. Um, but now, going into this season, they've, they understand how Sheffield United play. Their attack isn't good enough, really. The strikers aren't. They've got nothing going forward. And you can kind of tell, can't you, with the points of that. Do you reckon it's a situation, Tom, I'll come to you for it, because we didn't discuss this in the last podcast, where um, do you think they've been figured out slightly? You know, they came, they came up from the championship. They played the same kind of football that they played in the, in the championship. It completely took Premier League teams by surprise. And they're falling on their ass this season. Do you think they've been found out? Um, I think a little bit, yeah. And I think that always happens, doesn't it? you get the second season syndrome um as i mentioned on the previous pod where you know these teams they come up they go flying out the traps and you know do surprisingly well and have a great first season and then the second season it's like how do you follow that up uh especially if you don't bolster your squad as well you know the transfers they brought in i i can't even name any other than ryan brewster and Sorry, Chris, but Ramsdale in goal yeah. to replace Henderson. Probably yeah, yeah. not a worthy replacement. No, ex- exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not looking it's not looking great. Um, another situation I want to talk about. We, we talked about it last. Uh, Big Sam, Big Sam Allardyce, uh, Troy. Um, can Big Sam do it again? Can he get West Brom out of the out of the relegation zone? That's a tough one. Um, he's obviously, he obviously got a good result against Wolves. Um, as I said, I think I've said this before. It was a lazy, lazy appointment for West Brom. Um, but it's working, isn't it? I mean, that is, is that's. I mean, that's what's shocking me. I mean. I think I think to myself, it's 2021. Sam Allardyce has just been appointed in the Premier League, and you know they they you know they were grinding out a draw against Liverpool, and they're you know it was a great performance against um, Wolves, uh, but then again they, they they lost they lost midweek to West Ham. Um, yeah, so is, is it working? West Ham are. You look at the form; they, I, they've not really picked up any. Obviously, the Liverpool result was a shock, but they're they're still not picking up many points. They got absolutely thrashed five nil to against Leeds, four nil against Arsenal. Mm. But he's he's openly he's openly come out and said to the press that he wants a centre forward. He doesn't feel like the players that he's got are enough, which is a big statement for a manager to come up with. Um, do you think? Do you think that's? Do you, do you think that's? That's almost he's making his excuses now. Obviously, got Sheffield. Um, you've got Fulham, who, yes, are down there, but I think are playing better football than they certainly were at the start of the season. Arsenal. And then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and Joe. <laughs> I think they're they're one of the three worst teams, and I think they will go down along with Sheffield. Before 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 we go on to this, Joe, it, um, uh, Luke, you I mean obviously you're a Brummy, you're you're from the Midlands. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what did you make of that appointment of of Sam Allardyce? Good appointment. I'm not going to lie. If uh, if we got him instead of Dean Smith and we did, I wouldn't have been complaining. He's a good manager. He's he's known to keep you up. <laughs> He'll do the job. 
He'll keep him up. He is. I mean, we call, we called him on the last podcast the Marmite of managers, um, and 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 he he sort of is, yeah. isn't he? Like you yeah, either love him, you either well, love him or you hate him. Um, and some people love him, some people can't stand him. You know, the, and that's, I think that's the, thing, the situation. The thing you got to remember is with Sam Allardyce is when it gets to the last ten games and results start going. Uh, how how are everyone keep the different scores are coming in? That is when he'll excel. That's when he'll start getting the wins that he needs when he's under pressure, I reckon. He'll keep him up, unfortunately. Then you want more, though, as a fan. Like, it, you're West saying Brom that fans, you would have loved can you expect Aston Villa to sign Sam Allardyce, but he's not going to set the world alight. He'll, yes, he might keep you up, but don't don't your fans want more than that? I, uh, I think if... I think if I was a West Brom fan and, and you know, coming from a, a, an AFC Bournemouth fan's perspective, you know, I was we were in a relegation battle last year. If they'd have sacked Teddy Howe and got Sam Allardyce in, I don't think personally I would have been very happy with that because, you know, Troy's got a very good point. He's, it, it's not a, it's not an appointment for the future, is it? It's an, it's no, an appointment. It's, it's an appointment for now to get you out of trouble. It's to keep um, you where you are, yeah. 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 Um. One one team I do. Well, while we are talking about the bottom half of the table, one team that I do want to talk about is Newcastle United. Um. Really, really shocking form. Can't score goals. Um. To to me, for me, I I I see them being in trouble this year. Then anybody got any differing opinions on that? Mm, not really. I kind of agree with you. The it's a shame because they've got a good, like a couple of players are actually half decent, and they're just this just not going well for him. Like he, what well, he is massively overhyped, but Sam Maximin, he's a good, he's a good little player, and uh, you yeah, thought he would have done a bit more. He's been injured. That's the problem. He's been injured for a while. Mm, I didn't know that. He, yeah, again, he, he, yeah, he, he has, he has, <laughs> he has been injured. Um, but. But the the football that they're playing, obviously, I, I, I stick it on every now and again to watch Newcastle. You know, Callum Wilson's now there from Bournemouth. I just it I just don't see a goal coming. You know, that's that's always a worry if you are in a, if you are in the Premier League, if you're in a relegation scrap that mm-hmm. you can't you can't see where your next goal's coming from. And I think that's that's where I watch Newcastle. Um, so yeah, I, I I see them being in trouble this year, but hey, we'll we'll we'll, we'll wait and see. We we will wait and see. Um, we sort of skimmed over the top of the top of the uh, top of the table um, slightly. Um, obviously, we talked about Man United, how they're you know how they're currently as we sit here right now, top of top of the Premier League. Um, boys, it's sort of come out of nowhere, really, isn't it? Would wouldn't you agree? Well, we're not playing like champions. Um, but then on the flip <laughs> right, side of that, we're grinding out results, which is, I guess, typical of is, is, is what a, you know, a champion, you know, champions need to do. They need to be able to grind out the results when they're not playing well. That's the first you, that is. is this United, John? Yeah, yeah, Man United. I thought Ali was going to get the sack at one point. Still don't really rate him as a manager. And that's I don't and know how he's managed that. But Luke, Luke, this is this is exactly what I'm saying because I think I think there was you know we, we, there was conversations going around social media, going around fan bases. We probably discussed it on this podcast. Is Oli is Oli going to score a good enough manager to get them to to, to make them compete? It's it was it was probably it was probably two months ago that we were having still having the Oli out debate, and yeah. here they are. 
top of the Premier League. It, it, it's come out of nowhere. I mean, admittedly, it's come in a, in a, in a time when, you know, Liverpool aren't, aren't firing yeah. all cylinders. Um, you know, Man City, I mean, Man City last night didn't, didn't have a recognised centre forward on until the 70th minute. You know, it's. I know, I know. <laughs> it's it's a situation. It's it's a situation where, admittedly, if you know, you, you it not everybody's for, for firing on all cylinders. Um, um can I just say one thing about Ollie? I don't know if uh, you two agree. Um, why does he? But why is he bought players? He's not playing, and he's got Tellers who's decent and he's playing fatty Luke Shaw in front of him and he's got um, Van Der Beek who's class when he comes on and he still don't play him what are you what, what is he doing well I if it's working Luke you don't fix it so. well Van Der Beek when he comes on he's, he, he's incredible for the league so oh, have, you, have any of you watched Goldbridge the YouTuber he, I can't stand that bloke yeah. he said at one stage <laughs> Two cement bags in front of the defence. You had in McTominay and Matic, and it's stuck ever since. <laughs> like, if you had a Van der Beek in there, we would be so much better. <laughs> Granted, Pog was on form at the moment, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, like you say, left Donny get some game time, but you know you can't complain when we're top of the league. You know, Pog was firing on all cylinders again. Fred's playing the best football he's ever played at Man United. You know, McTominay coming in then? as well every now and then. Do you like, Luke Shaw? Luke Shaw. I have seen Tellers has been playing, you know. He has been playing, but I it's think he's sort of alternating. And Luke Shaw, to his credit, has actually been a bit better in recent weeks. And <laughs> been a bit better. <laughs> yeah, yeah <that's> okay. <laughs> Um, Troy, I want to get your opinion. And obviously, Tom, if, if you want to weigh in on this. Oli Gunnarsolskjaer as as Manchester League, as, sorry, as Manchester United manager, with this season being so open as it is, if it doesn't happen now, do you think it'll ever happen? Of course, it's, it's, of course, it will happen again. Um, <laughs> I think we've got <laughs> we've got a lot of dead wood. Yeah. Um, We've got a lot of dead we need to get rid of. Um, if it doesn't happen this season, it can still happen next season. I, well, I think... Maybe in 10 years. Oli, I think the, the hierarchy at United are willing to give Oli a chance. Um, and that's yeah. that's something that not a lot of managers get now. They don't get the time to build a team and, and you know, Im- embed their philosophy. Cordon, and I think I think Oli is getting that. So I, I, I but think... Do you, but do you happen. not... Do you not feel though that everybody, nobody, nobody saw this coming? Like, as two Manchester United fans, you've got to, you've got to know that nobody saw this happening. Everybody thought it was going to be Liverpool. Everybody thought if it's not going to be Liverpool, then it's going to be Man City. There was even talks of Tottenham in that in that little you know in that in that little three. They sort of dropped off the pace. We're in a situation here. That I think if you are a team like Manchester United or a team like Leicester or even Tottenham, I think you would be you've got to be kicking your kicking yourself if you don't walk away this year with the Premier League title because you, you, you're not going to get. I mean, it, I I mean I don't think that we would be sat here having this conversation if you had a fully fit Liverpool defence if. 
Um, City didn't have the injury problems that they've had, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I just don't see it, and I think personally, if it doesn't happen this year for for, for those teams, they're going to be really kicking themselves. Are you still? You're not putting out Villa in there on top four. <laughs> Win our next three games in top four still. <laughs> well, that, that's testament. That's testament as to how close this yeah, has been. It, you know. it is crazy close. I do agree. This is like the perfect opportunity. You know, mm. Oli. He's been doing. He's doing something that hasn't happened since Alex Ferguson was there. Exactly. So, so exactly. We don't go by how he's performing at the moment, and it's bloody great. So if we yeah. Can, yeah, hopefully we can do it, and I, I would be disappointed if we didn't do it. You know, obviously, yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously, obviously. I think I, it, 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 you know, it's gonna be. It's, it, we're half. We're at the halfway point now through the season. It's going to be a really interesting second half of the season. Um, you know, we talked about Spurs. You know, to, at the beginning of the season, we talked about how they were title contenders. You know, they were firing on all cylinders. That sort of really dropped up, as as you like to say, Tom. They spurs it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, yeah, I mean, again, that was Mourinho went in there to win a title, you know, to win a win a trophy. Do you think a team like Tottenham, if if it's falling, if they're falling off the pace, do you think it makes their Calabro Cup and FA Cup contentions even more important? I think Mourinho just needs to win a trophy, doesn't he? I think that's what they're going for, isn't it? They're probably looking to get the Carabao Cup or FA Cup. You know, just get some silverware in there and just say, yeah, I can win trophies here. And then maybe build on that from next season because, yeah, they've fallen off way off the pace since uh, their early form anyway. I say, Troy, is it, t- is it too early to start thinking about Manchester United as Premier League champions? I'm under no illusion that we that United have probably got the one of the well probably one of the weakest teams in the top four. Um, no, it's on the list for us to talk about. Um, you know we're on, we're at the twenty first of January. Um, the January transfer window is well and truly open obviously it was never going to be the same this this year due to the implication to covid and you know obviously money's tight everywhere but not a lot's happened is it um and do you think that you know there are there are teams out there that are going to need going to need to strengthen their squad i mean i'm surprised that a team like liverpool haven't brought in somebody you know in their defense um well do you think look at look at the impact bruno fernandez had he was a january signing and he absolutely yeah. transformed the United team. Virgil so van Dijk was a January signing. Yeah. You, you, you know. can sign players in January that yeah. do make an impact. It, it's just a lot harder. And the, the, problem with a, the problem with a January transfer window is if you go looking for somebody in January, teams know that you're desperate. Teams know that you want them for a reason and you want them now. Um, you pay double the price. Yeah, exactly. And and, and you're, we're in a situation, as I said, where there's no money and, you know, there's there's no money. Money's tight. I mean, not for those big clubs, but I mean, you know, you've got to look at the you, you, the championship teams, you know, lower leagues, etc. It's, it's going to be difficult. You know, I can't think of, you know, we, uh, you know, we've, we've set, we set out a little slot for us to talk about 
the January transfer window. I'd say the biggest story is Meza Ozil leaving Arsenal. I can't think of anything else, it's, you know, that's, that, that's happened. Yeah, I can't believe he's gone. Arsenal absolutely wasted him. Absolutely wasted him. Like he is, he technically he's, he was their best player. And Definitely. I mean, obviously, now's the t- now's the time when you know we're planning the podcast and we're prepping it. This is when I'd go to the resident Arsenal fan Joe, and he'd tell us he'd tell us all about Mesereil. But Luke, do you want to talk a bit about Mesereil? <laughs> yeah, quite. Uh, he's got a bit. Obviously, he's played less due to age, and Arsenal want to start start their uh, younger generation now. Uh, he's still a quality player. He's still fit into. Quite a decent amount of them of Prem teams, um, I still think. Maybe not the top, obviously the top teams. Um, but I think Arsenal are going to get replacement in January. And I wouldn't be surprised if they go in for Grealish, in all honesty. Wow. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's quite a statement. I mean, he signed a massive contract last season, didn't he? Jack Grealish? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, if I was him, I wouldn't leave. Um, obviously, he's he captain. He's a, his home club. Uh, we're playing well at the moment. He'd be mad to go, but like I said, I think if the right offer comes in, like hundred mil, which people were talking about, you can't really refuse it, can you? Especially you're not, with the you're not ambitious like enough, then, Luke, because every it's player wants season, to win trophies. Uh, every player wants to win trophies. Why wouldn't? Why would you not leave Aston Villa for I'm one saying, of those big teams? Well. That's what I'm saying. If the right money comes in, Grealish should be gone. It's down to Villa if you sell him. And with certain teams, you'll be like, oh, you might as well let the player go. He's not going to want to play for you the minute he wants to. But Grealish, because it's his team, he's still going to play. So Villa can just be like, oh, no, we'll keep it for another season, see how it goes. And he ain't going to really moan. That's, that's an interesting comment you made there, Troy, about, you know, is he not, is he not, um, ambitious? Does he not want to win trophies? Years ago in football, if there was a player like I don't know Roy Keane, like Steven Gerrard, like those kinds of players who were one club players, we'd commend them. Do you if it, do you, do, you, do you think that if Jack Grealish makes the decision actually to spend his career at Aston Villa, would you think that was a stupid situation, or do you think? Actually, fair play, fair play to the kid. He's 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 loyal to his club. He's loyal to his fans. The difference is that those players were winning trophies. Steven Gerrard was winning the Champions League, you know, UEFA Cup trophies. Roy Keane obviously won about. Don't forget, Gerrard wanted to go to Chelsea as well. Don't forget, he slipped on his ass. Did, um, he, did he want to go? Did he want to go? I don't think he wanted to go to Chelsea. I yeah, think he that did. he did. I actually saw a. Um, he was on Soccer Box with Gary Neville when they discussed it, and he actually said he was actually close. Um, yeah, he was close, but the, the money was there. I mean, I watched a documentary, and it's on Amazon Prime. If anybody wants to take the time to watch it, I was watching it on the train um, one, uh, about a year ago, and he, he said he said that, that it was a, a real opportunity for him to go to Chelsea, but he didn't actually want to go. I mean, it's will, isn't it? I do think nowadays... Because that, that means sorry, 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 Luke. Because I mean, let's face it, it. Let's face it. In in that in that era of a of of what what Chelsea were trying to achieve, if if they wanted Steven Gerrard, they'd have thrown as much money at that situation as possible. I mean, they're doing it now. Look at Chelsea now. But I mean, I mean, that's just an int- you know, like you, you are. That's a very valid point, Tom. Obviously, those players are making, you know, they were at those clubs and winning trophies, but. 
you know, I, I, personally, I think if, if Jack Grealish wants to continue at, at Aston Villa, I don't think that's a negative. I think that should be commended. I mean, the only know, thing I, he wanted was international football. He said it the whole time. He said, if I can't get international football, then I'm going to look at leaving. And every commentary and pundit was going, if he can't get the international football because of the team he's in, then he might have to consider leaving. He's he's playing for England now. He's looking decent. He, he's at a club There's, he wants to in the Premier League. He ain't don't don't get me wrong. There is not one person out there who I mean I, I I don't disagree with you, Troy. I think I think Jack Grealish is a fantastic player, um, and I think he's you know he does deserve to be in one of those big teams who can go and challenge to win all the titles in the world. But um, I just. I, and I, I do think that that's a possibility of happening, but fair play to the kid, you know, fair play. If he does want to stick stick to Aston Villa, then I don't think that should be a negative aspect. I think that should be applauded. Okay. To an extent, every, every player wants Champions League football. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, 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 we will, um, you know. We'll get it with Villa, don't worry. And that's that's the thing. That's the thing. You know, if, if you've got a player like Jack Grealish on your books, if you're the manager and the chairman of that, how how do you keep a player like Jack Grealish in on your books? He's got everything. He's got the captaincy. He's got international football. It is how he gets hundred grand a week, probably. Exactly. Exactly. Someone's going to have to do him a lift though, because he can't drive at the minute. So. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> someone's gonna have to do someone's gonna have to do him a lift to the emirates um <laughs> but um yeah again there's not a great deal that's happened in the january transfer window um that could that could change the next time we come to you one listener there could have been something massive that's happened obviously this transfer window is still open um we are running out of time. Is there anything else that you boys want to discuss? Any burning issues that you feel need to be discussed while we're here? Not from no. me. No, no, no. No, well, it's we, we've got a, we've got another fun-packed couple of weeks. The, the FA Cups on this uh, this weekend, which can sometimes be a little bit of a damp squid, but sometimes can give some results. So there is football on, um, but I we are going right. to. <laughs> well, that game's been postponed, actually, Mark. Right? I mean, it's, it's actually now on Tuesday. I've got, to, I've got to wait till Tuesday to watch Bournemouth lose to Crawley. Um, but <laughs> we Mark are going to with the winner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet. Um, I bet Jack Stacey's quaking in his boots. Um, anyway, we are going to leave it there. Um, I want to th- uh, thank thank you all for joining us. Thank you to the one listener for making it this far. Again, email us plfanpod at gmail.com we will give us some topics give us some stuff if you want to talk to us um but until next time luke luke this is probably the last time i'm going to speak to you in, in a I month i'll be here so for the next one it's thank on record you. don't you worry <laughs> troy thank you very much tom thank, thank you. you as always um and we will see you on the next podcast and we
So that's it. You've made it to the end of the podcast. You are a better man than me. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us on this episode of the Premier League Fan Podcast. As always, uh, you can join us on social media and have your say at PL Fan Podcast. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, you can also listen to clips on our YouTube channel. And again, um, we are now with a email address so please feel free to give us an email if there's anything you want us to talk about on the podcast it's plfanpod at gmail.com we will see you again soon keep an eye on our social media channels to find out when the next episode is until next time thank you very much for joining us